Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is and whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, It feels like it's been forever since we've done this show. I was actually thinking... This morning, it was like, did Joe move on? Did he get a new co-host? Because I haven't heard from him in a while. Dude. Like, it feels like our last episode was weeks ago. Right, because when did we when did we record we recorded, this Thanksgiving episode? I think we recorded a day earlier last Yeah, week. I think we recorded on Tuesday. We put it out. out. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing when I it was It was only a day earlier, though, which is crazy yeah. to me. <laughs> I was like, man, I've really, I like, I'm like, will we still have the magic? Will yes. I be on my game? Uh, for those of you who don't know, okay, today, this week... It's a huge week for PlayStation all of a sudden. Absolutely. We're celebrating the 25 years of PlayStation, our favorite memories. We're going to talk about Persona 5 getting release date. We're going to talk about no more PlayStation handhelds. Rip Vita, it's finally happened. But before we do, each and every week, we begin the show with what have you been playing. And before we do that, a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah. Um, you're going to hear it. Yeah. I'm just getting over a cold. So... On Thanksgiving Day, I had the worst cold ever, mm-hmm. and I I battled it out for a good four days. I'm still getting over it, so I may cough a little bit here or there. My yeah. apologies. If it's gross, I'll really edit it out. But nonetheless, um, because I was sick, we didn't get to record uh, some things for patrons. Please understand, we're going to be doing that ASAP. We just scheduled... Uh, the road to greatness we're going to be recording that on friday and then we're going to give you uh two episodes of road to greatness next week and the star wars show uh docking bay 44 that will be out on friday four whole episodes worth just for patrons again the five dollar and above tier and thank you for our highest grossing patrons that is daniel welsh and the winner gamer thank you both so very much and i forgot to mention todd Akra is our newest patron as well hey. i don't know if i mentioned that last week but he is so thank you and again if you want to be a patron patreon.com slash bad okay enough enough of that right let's get into the good stuff kyle yeah what have you been playing uh so i platinum jedi a fallen order since Ooh. we recorded last time i really dove in hard after we finished our last episode um yeah and within two days, I kind of blitzed through the story and, and got all the other trophies and stuff. Um, it is a fun game. Don't yeah. get me wrong with yeah. what I'm about to say. It's a fun game. I just did well, not. What feel, are you about to say? I, I did not feel super attached to the story as I think most people did. Um, I think from gameplay perspective wise, if it it is on that difficult scale, we've talked about it already. But um, that part is fun when right. it when it's fun, minus the jumping and sliding. Bull yeah. crap, um, but there's just something about the story I wanted more from. It felt, and this is controversial opinion. I said this to you before we started. I want Star Wars to stop leaning on older stuff, and I don't want to ruin it completely for those who right. have not played it. But I, I want a standalone story that stands on its own and doesn't um, rely so much on other canonical things to kind of right. bolster bolster thematic elements to the i feel you i mean 
Star Wars, though, is so much about... It is so much... Like, Star Wars is about Darth Vader, right? It's about Mm -hmm. Anakin and the Skywalker lineage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, to have certain things or, like, homages to or Easter eggs to characters, I don't... I don't mind. Easter eggs are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easter eggs are fine. But, But like... when it becomes, like, a plot point. But, like, when it comes to... When it comes to the end, I understand... If you're not in the know of the Star Wars universe and you think that that ending didn't live up to or could have been better without certain elements, mm-hmm. for me, if you're a big Star Wars fan, it makes a huge amount of sense. Okay. And so, for me, a lot of Star Wars does lean on, you know, bonus things or, or Easter eggs or, or, you know, individuals like the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You got to mention the emperor if you're doing something that's prequel related. So for me, I didn't mind any of those elements, but I do understand what you get at. And I think it's what Star Wars Rebels does so well. And even I need to watch. I need to watch that. So good. Yeah. Is that like the first season they deal with the first Inquisitor. Then the second season introduces Vader for a little bit, just a little bit. But it's so well earned, and Darth Maul's arc is amazing. And then, like, I've, I believe the third season's all about um, uh, Admiral Thrawn, which is a huge mm. character in Legacy. So, for me, I'm I'm on my on the mission to Platinum Jedi. I yeah. got all the bullshit out of the way. For me, the the thing that I hated the most was the map. Oh, one hundred and ten percent it is a slog to go through and find out how to get to certain areas mm-hmm. and for me it's the how do i get back to my ship yeah. like i go do this thing <laughs> and then all right i have to go through this entire section again at least give me like a waypoint of like yeah. hey i want to get to this section of the map can i have like a little arrow yeah. or something that tells me where to go that, that is, it doesn't yeah. make much sense but that is the one thing when i was going through trying to get all the other trophies and stuff yeah. like it made it less fun. Just, yeah. just try to plot my course. But it, it should have been, or like even having, uh, you you set a marker down, kind of what Death Stranding does, where and mm-hmm. it show you like a, a like a line of where to go. Exactly, that's what that I was kind of thinking in my head. But yeah, no, I get it. Uh, for me, I tried to do the same thing again. I'm on the road. I I had the idea of platinuming Death Stranding because I love that game so much. Yeah. Then I turned it on. I was like. No, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my feeling. I love that game. Love it. No need to go back to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in terms of like trying to platinum it again, I do actually kind of want to start it over again, though. I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Kyle, you have two more games you wanted to just talk briefly yeah, about. Yeah, We're sure. running really, really late here on the... Yeah, so uh, Outer Worlds it was a yeah. game that I started a while ago. Yeah. Um, and that was my first game after Jedi that I went back to. Mm-hmm. And I just found myself being bored and not having fun How dare and i don't know if that's because it's the whole silent protagonist main character like i feel like those talking scenes there's so much of it mm-hmm. i want more interactivity kind of like what mass effect does so well with shepherd like right. shepherd will actually say the lines back to the characters and you can still pick what you say i think that would have been so much more fun to me mm-hmm. um and i just i was going around picking up everything and there was no real consequences. Like I didn't have okay. to really worry about managing my inventory or. Oh, but that's awesome. Or, or, but like, I pick up all these things, but then I never use them. Like there was no need for me to use them. I just felt mm. like I was just 
hoarding going through stuff. the motions. I was just going through the motions. Okay. I felt I felt like I wasn't reading the in the in game lore or okay. really reading everyone's responses. So I was like, <laughs> I'm done. A beautiful oh, game. All right. It, it's like I love Parvati. Parvati is easily the highlight, and um, uh, there's another character you unlock later, Na- Nayoka, I believe is mm-hmm. her name, and the the Sam bot, which is really hilarious. He's like a a um, a janitor type automaton, <laughs> okay. and he's just like, I'm gonna clean this up. There's blood everywhere. Like it's very funny. Okay. It's very funny. But other than that, like I just I was just done. All right. And what yeah. uh, what other game that you weren't jiving with? Yeah, Metro one? Exodus. I wanted to play some of these big games that yeah. I missed throughout the year. Yeah. And another one where I just was I was wasn't having really? fun. The voice acting is not great. Huh. Um and the like people what about talking to each other. World seems super cool. Okay. I'll give it that much. But it's just it seems very and this is probably in game design. It felt sluggish and mm. The character felt heavy and not really intuitive to kind of like move around and mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it didn't click with me. So another one where I'm 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 kind of done with that. Oh too. dang! I know. Um, for me, like I was sick, so like I just tried to platinum Jedi uh, again. Like I was in I was in bed from like Thursday or Friday. Like I was just every hour just trying to nap off this this gosh dang disease. And I was like playing like like Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I'm just like, I don't even really like this game that much. <laughs> but I, it's the only thing in front of me. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't even have the energy to, to sit up. But, like, for me, yeah, Jedi, it's just the map. Man, just not a fan of that map. But mm-hmm. I want to go to, before we do the Game of the Year stuff, I do want to give Outer Wilds a go. So that's what I'm going to be getting into this Outer week. Wilds or Outer Worlds? Outer Wilds. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because again, there's just so much talk about how that game was was skipped out on, and it's not on our game of the year list either. Which, hey, fun fact: again, December sixteenth, our game of the year show. But before that, you can actually go vote for the Trophy Room Game of the Year show that we do each and every year down in the uh, the description below if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, we have so many votes so far; it's crazy. And so, before that, yeah. you can join us next week for a watch along to the game awards yes and we got to work out the details on that but i'm pretty sure we're going to be streaming with our good friend sean capri so a preemptive twitch.tv slash sean capri check us out there uh trophy awards jesus the (laughs) the game awards so yeah with that kyle that's what we've been playing or for me lack thereof let's get into the goobers kyle what's the first goober on the list this one comes from joseph yaden over at ps lifestyle Persona 5 Royal Western release date revealed. Multiple editions available to pre-order. Atlas has been counting down something Persona 5 Royal related recently. And now we finally know what the prolific developer slash publisher has had up its sleeve. The game's Western release date was finally revealed as of March 31st. As of. Whoa, back up, Kyle. Finally revealed as March 31st, 2020. Along with a slew of special editions, all available for pre-order right now. A new release date reveal trailer and a handful of new screenshots were released as well, celebrating the game finally coming west. Persona 5 Royal is an enhanced edition of Persona 5, with added characters, confidants, quests, and general quality of life improvements. The game released in Japan on October 31st, 2019, five months ahead of the Western release. 
The launch edition, which will cost you $59.99, will come with a limited edition silver case and a dynamic PS4 theme code. And the Phantom, Th- Phantom Thieves edition, which is $89.99, is the official Joker mask, which comes with a stand, collector's box, art book, soundtrack, limited edition silver case, and a dynamic PS4 theme code. Oh, boy. That's a lot of stuff. A lot of nerds happy today, Kyle. That steelbook is real purdy. Yeah. Also, they did a lot of uh, social media stuff. I, I like how he just insulted a fan base. Gang, don't worry. Don't don't give us a one-star review yet. I am buying this game, but we'll get to it in a second. <laughs> they did an awesome social media uh, thing Absolutely. where, yeah, like a ton of billboards on random cities across the globe yep. have the Thieves logo and stuff. Awesome reveal so far. Yep. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts uh, are you picking this game up day one? Oh, I my edition is already pre-ordered. Yeah. Um, I forgot. Did you play the first one? Yeah, I played. I got up to the third palace, and then okay. just life got in the way, and I stopped. And by the time I got that itch to go back, they announced that this edition was coming. So I was mm-hmm. I held off and for this specifically to go back and play from the beginning. So I, this is a question for you, but also the audience. Please let us know PS Trophy Room on Twitter or the Casa de Bad Bet Discord uh, in the description. Uh, here's the thing: mm-hmm. I want to give Persona Five a go. You should. I, and I, I, it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. And before again, I I I got it before I, I got the steelbook to it too. Like it's beautiful. And I played, like, one or two hours of it, but, like, that was, like, back in the day where I don't know why it just didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. I forget what was in the way, and I just never went back to it. And I bought it, again, digitally for, like, 10 bucks. And so I'm thinking about going back, but from what I'm from what I'm aware of about the uh, Royal Edition is that it's just a definitive edition. It's yeah. the same story, but there's like something extra, like another semester, whatever that means to me. I don't know. There's a there's a brand new character. Um, right. There, it, it's well, basically she's fine, from, by the way. She's very attractive. There, there's a uh, from what people who are fan of Persona Four Golden are who tell me, uh-huh. Golden is the definitive version of Persona Four, and that's the version you should get and play. So I'm guessing this is the the equivalent to Persona Four Golden to Persona okay. Five. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 down to play this now. With that said, Kyle, yeah. what edition do you want to get? What what's on your um, radar here? Right now, I just pre-ordered the basic launch edition that just okay. gets me the silver case, mm-hmm. just because of all the stuff that's coming out in that window. And speaking of Joe, mm. famous Seamus asks. With Persona 5 Royal release date now revealed to be March 31st, 2020, adding to the large list of games coming out in March alongside Neo 2, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Doom Eternal, and Animal Crossing New Horizon, I have a question. Yeah. If you could only play one of these games, which one would it be? I want to just first get Animal Crossing out of there. Okay? You know I how have, I feel yeah. about I, I you know how I feel about the 1%. Okay, Tom Nook runs everything in that goddamn town. Apparently, never played an Animal Crossing game in my I life. I haven't either. But I like, no he, he's literally either. the one-stop shop. Yep. Where's the check and balance there, dude? Nook, Nook phone, Nook yeah. resorts, Nook plane. Come on, Nook. Get sounds like here. sounds like either a fascist and/or communistic society that I want no part of. So get that out of my fucking life. Um, also, like the like Nintendo fans lose their shit about this. Yeah. Like like Animal Crossing is is this weird thing. First mm-hmm. you had like, you know, they're just weird people. Like Nintendo <laughs> like hardcore Nintendo fans, like they're talking about like Gooigi. They're like, "Oh, look at him making all this goo." Oh, gooey. 
I'm like, you're sick of the mind. Like, but you can't stop me. It makes so much goo. And I'm like, stop oh, no. it. Knock it off. Oh, um, no. Look at how he squats. And I'm like, stop it. And then, like, Animal Crossing. So get that out. Don't need it in my life. Only kidding. I'll probably buy it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Doom Eternal. That's a game. Yeah, it is. That got delayed in a very vicarious position. <sighs> I love the first one. That's the thing that I'm I'm stuck with. Mm-hmm. So like Doom Doom is like I can't I can't forego that. Final Fantasy VII, we have the road to greatness. That's your yep. jam. Yeah. So yeah, this question is a no brainer. That is the game I would pick out of all of these. It yeah. that remake. Yeah, so for me, as much as I respect Neo as a game series and Neo 2 looks promising, uh probably not gonna be picking that one up. It is down to Final Fantasy VII, Doom Eternal. Um, and Persona. And, and Persona. And to me, I think Doom Eternal's in a, in a category of its own because it's just such a different game that I can switch off playing. But Final Fantasy and Persona, both JRPGs, I don't know. They're, they're, I, they're different kind of RPGs, though. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And this one is now much more, uh, it's not even turn-based anymore. Final Fantasy VII, yeah, it's a more of like an action RPG kind of Kingdom Hearts style. Huh. You know what? I'm gonna choose Final Fantasy VII. Not nothing against Persona, just for the simple fact that the fanfare around this game and the mystery around it of like, mm. is this gonna be a great spiritual, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say spiritual successor, a good remake to this to this yeah. game or honorable remake. Um, and as someone who's never played Final Fantasy exactly. VII. Yeah. I think that that would be my pick. But again, I'm probably buying Final Fantasy VII, probably buying Doom oh. Eternal. Let's be real. There's Persona. one, two, three, four. There's five games out of that. I think I'm buying three of them. <laughs> yeah. My so. wallet. Can we talk about 2020 for a second? Let's, let's not. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't really want to. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, we, we have all these games. We have a new mm-hmm. console. We have packs. We have... But here's the thing, too. Like, I, I respect the hell out of a company that gives me a good limited edition. That's why, for me, I'll be picking up the Phantom Thieves edition. Yeah. For just a couple bucks more, you get me that Absolutely. fancy mask. You know how many mm-hmm. memes I can make out of that? Oh, good lord. Yeah, it's going to be a disturbing amount. Every room you walk into, you, you'll never see me climbing. <laughs> exactly. Just put the mask on, boom. Done. Yeah, you guys liked our Death Stranding <laughs> Twitter video? <laughs> oh, you'll never see this one coming. Uh, Kyle, anything more on Persona? You want to get to no. my story? I no, put nothing this else. Here. I'm just happy that Persona is yes. is a thing. Yeah. If that makes any sense. like I, I just love the vibe Persona puts out, and I'm happy that it's back. Yeah. Um, Adam this is a segment. This is a segment I'd like to call. Nah, never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to do a voice. I was gonna try to do the emperor voice, but oh, then no. like my throat was like, Joe, you will cough up a lung. Uh, well, you just you thinking about doing a voice makes you want to cough. Me just talking <laughs> normally cough makes me cough, which makes me so mad. Right. Uh, Adam Bankhurst over at IGN writes. Star Wars Battlefront 2 Celebration Edition and the Rise of Skywalker content announced. Star Wars Battlefront 2 will soon be getting Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker content and a new Celebration Edition that includes all past and upcoming free game updates and a ton of new customization options. Revealed by EA, Star Wars Battlefront 2 Celebration Edition will be released digitally on PS4 
Xbox One and PC for $39.99 US dollars on December 5th, 2019, which is today if you're listening to it today. Existing Battlefront 2 players can upgrade for upgrade for a discounted price of $24.99, and this new celebration edition includes all of the following. The base game, including all past and upcoming free game updates as they release, more than 25 hero appearances, including six legendary appearances, plus one appearance each for Rey, Finn, and Kylo Ren, inspired by the Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, coming December 17th. More than 125 trooper and reinforcement appearances, 100 hero and trooper emotes and voice lines, and more than 70 hero and trooper victory poses. On December 17th, the Rise of Skywalker update will go live and brings with it the addition of the Infiltrator class, Sith Trooper of the First Order, a new aerial reinforcement called First Order Jet Trooper, and a new Gunner and Spy unit for the Resistance that are new alien species from the Rise of Skywalker. Hmm. New hero appearances for Finn, Rey, and Kylo Ren, inspired by Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, will also be included in the Celebration Edition, or can be purchased separately with Credits of Crystals. That's not all, as January will bring capital supremacy in the sequel era, or to the sequel era, and will task players with either defending or bringing down the MC-85 of the Resistance, or the Resurgent-class Star Destroyer for the First Order. These massive ships will be positioned above the new jungle planet and Jakku. Jakku? Kyle, give a round of applause, because I, I saw Kyle was fighting a cough that whole entire time. The whole story. time, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 listen. Don't even worry about it. This is my fault, because I wanted to put the story here. By giving, you know, oftentimes we like to just take, you know, dunks on, on EA, you mm-hmm. know, all the time. My brother plays Battlefront like crazy and every couple of months he'll come up to me going yo did you see the new patch that they they gave us anakin oh they give us this move set they're like they give me this map these set of characters there's commandos in the game now and it's all for free and i feel like this game rightfully so mm-hmm. got a lot of trash because of its awful microtransactions yeah and it never got the fair leg up for really turning the game around and they really did. They did a fantastic job. For someone who actually plays it, again, my brother, he might be just a fraction of that audience, but is thoroughly enjoying his time. And when this news came out, the way I found it was my brother texted me it. No, that's awesome. He's not a gamer at all, but like this yeah. thing gets him jazz, gets him excited. So for me, I don't think I'm going to be picking this up. But it's awesome to see that EA has not given up on it. It's awesome to see DICE hasn't given up, up on it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome to see more awesome Star Wars stuff in, mm-hmm. in a game, man. It's it's really weird because we talked about, you know, a few weeks back of like, well, you know, it's weird that we only got Fallen Order game-wise to look up, uh, you know, to look forward to. And then, bam, Shadow Drop, 40 mm-hmm. bucks. Do you think this is going to get people in the door? Uh, it it very well could. It very well could. And I think what it will make more people into it is that's that ridiculous price for all that content you get just for upgrading the, uh, 24 99 for anyone that has bought the game in the past and maybe have fallen off. Like that's a good, good upgrade price. You don't have to pay full price to get all this stuff or, or, or get everything individually. Like. That's a good way to in- incentivize pe- people to come back. Um, I think it's gonna get it's gonna get the Star Wars fans in for sure. Oh, 
Especially with the new movie, like it's a no-brainer. Exactly. So it's a good way of getting a couple extra bucks out there, getting some possibly good press and second breath of life into this uh, game. So for me, it's cool. Probably not going to get it, but I, I... I respect them for not giving up on this game. Speaking, but also not for getting anything fucked up. Speaking tonight. of Star Wars, yeah. were we not getting that Lego Star Wars reimagining game this year? Or is that is that next year? I would like to say it's next year because you don't want anything maybe spoiled. Mm. You know? Because I, I, I thought, Possibly. like, was it this E3 or last E3 they made a big deal? Like, they were changing the game on Lego games with this one. Yeah. And that's probably, I would like to say we're going to probably see it early 2020. Someone let me know if I'm wrong here, but I don't think it's coming out this year at all. Yeah. I, I mean, it's back I'm this hearing point, nothing on it. We only got a few weeks left. So, yeah. and I don't have my phone and or Google or the useless Siri to, to, <laughs> to help me solve that one. But yeah. Uh, awesome. So with that, let's get to the next story on the list, sir. Alex Savard over at games radar writes, Here's your first look at Resident Evil 3, courtesy of its leaked PlayStation cover. Those much-rumored reports of a Resident Evil 3 remake in the works at Capcom seem to have finally been confirmed with hard evidence. Recent recent data mines of the PlayStation Network have discovered what appears to be official covers for the upcoming survival horror game. The covers reveal that Nemesis, the big bad from the original game of 1999, will be back in action as the remake's main antagonist, alongside lead, lead characters Jill Valentine and Carlos Oliveira, looking ready for combat against the backdrop of Raccoon City. Reports of a Resident Evil 3 remake began swirling a few weeks ago, with rumors of 2020 release date which would launch the game in the same year as upcoming asymmetric multiplayer spin-off Project Resistance. It's, just, it's expected that the game will be officially announced at the upcoming Game Awards show next week, but perhaps this very compelling leak will force Capcom to reveal its hand a little earlier than expected. I don't think so, but hey, listen. Yeah. Resident Evil 2 remake, yeah. fantastic. I mean, it's it's in our Game of the Year list for a reason. It is definitely up there for me, and even just like this game, this, this leak has helped kind of... Uh, reinvigorate that love that feeling that i had so early on this year of like how well polished and how respectful like i'm a new fan to resident evil but -hmm. like seeing our good friend joe after work just Mm -hmm. absolutely fall in love with this game after he's beaten you know the original countless times and seeing Mm -hmm. him fawn over this game is awesome to see it is really amazing to see that this game is coming out so soon right Yeah. yeah now question here kyle i always forget things you know me Mm -hmm. i'm a forgetful bunch um did you like resident evil remake did you play it i forget i I didn't play it how dare you i i I watched a full playthrough of somebody playing it on youtube so i know that i know every story beat i've seen every inch of that game um had a great time watching other people play it i just don't think i'll actually play it myself um i always and here's my story about resident evil 3 when i was younger Mm -hmm. I had a, a family friend. Um, my, let me back up a little bit. My aunt and uncle lived in front of us. They used to have big summer parties every weekend or so. And we would walk over. The family friends come over. Yeah. And there was one uh, family friend who was, uh, he's what, five years older than me? Um, he got, had Resident Evil 3, and I had a PlayStation at my house. So we came over, and I watched him play that game. Scared me shitless, that game. Really? Oh, my God. Nemesis is... Um, uh, it, 
he always scared the crap out of me. So <laughs> seeing that cover brought back that same feeling. And I'm actually super excited to actually play three more than I did really? two. Just because of that memory of me watching my, my family friend uh, play that game. I want to mm. actually play that one myself because that is what I attach my memories of Resident Evil 2 is three. The, the, those attachments are just pure dread and horror. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, I, love, I love the design of Nemesis. Now, I, ju- I, I do just want a little self-correction. Um, the Lego game is TBD. It's still so, TBD. It's okay. still TBD. Um, my thoughts, though, getting back to um, getting back to Resident Evil Three, I honestly got this. I know very little on Resident Evil because as a kid, wasn't allowed to play those type of games. It mm-hmm. was the devil. Um, the thing that scared me about those games were, were the movies. Oh yeah, because, remember God and. and those movies, they, I mean, thank God they stopped making them like a few yeah, years yeah. back. Uh-huh. But it's crazy to me that I was in my mid-20s, right, when the movies stopped. But, like, they started when I was, like, six or seven. Mm-hmm. Just going back. So they terrified me. Like, the dogs terrified me. So, for me... That, that laser hallway? Yeah, oh that, that spooked me <laughs> as a kid. I remember watching, I think it was, like, Conan or something. And they showed, like, a little trailer, and it spooked me. And oh, it my God. Really... The, the scene where the, the lasers... Just cube out the guy's eyeball. And yeah. Kind of, oh, don't need that man. in my life. Oh, boy. <laughs> but apparently I want to play it in this game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, that's the reason why I'm so scared of Resident Evil. But, like, I didn't... I thought Nemesis was in two. That's how <laughs> little I know about Resident Evil. So, I'm excited for this game because it. I am... It's kind of like why I'm so excited for, you know, Final Fantasy VII is experiencing something that both new and old players are experiencing some for the first time and some maybe even for the first time with that rose petal glasses on. So yeah. for me, this is totally dope. I This is now definitely on my most anticipated uh, games list. Do you think, Kyle, uh, before we move on here, do you mm. think that Project Resistance is actually the multiplayer tie-in or do you actually think Capcom's mm. going to try to give us two separate games? That would be a nice thought, but I think they're separate. You think they just want to make as much I, money as humanly possible? Absolutely. 100%. See, I really hope they don't. I, The one thing that I noticed with Resident Evil games, I think there was like, they would pump them out almost yearly. I, I remember in my head. It's, when it comes it seemed to, like it. Yeah, when it came to like GameStop, I, I remember Resident Evil 6, I think, and Operation Raccoon City. Like, they came out months, you know... Before, and if after I'm not each mistaken, other. I think Operation Raccoon City is like the multiplayer, like what Project Resistance exactly. Is, is That's kind what of kind of I would I would hope that all the eggs are in the three basket, the remake basket, and that this multiplayer is just again a separate team, but still using that same engine type of deal. You know, yeah. I would I would like that a whole lot more than just trying to shell out a few bucks. For I don't sure. know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so for me, I'm super pumped. I'm getting it. You're getting it. Let's talk about the next story on the list, shall oh, we? Because it's this, a good one. This is, this is exciting. This is yeah. very exciting, especially because this is a PlayStation show. Yeah. Uh, from the one and only Jim Ryan, our new overlord, over at the PlayStation blog, writes, Celebrating 25 years of play. On December 3rd, 1994, 25 years ago this week, the first PlayStation made its global debut in Japan. Starting from a humble beginning as an upstart within Sony, Ken Kutaragi and team delivered on a vision to elevate video games as a form of entertainment that everyone could enjoy. 
and to make a platform for game developers to express their creativity. The original PlayStation sold 100,000 units in Japan on its first day and went on to become the first ever home console to surpass 100 million units sold globally. We struck a chord within, with the gaming community because PlayStation offered experiences beyond what anyone could ever imagine was possible with a home console. From the very start, we opened our arms to developers, providing them with the tools and technology to create beautiful, expansive worlds and to experience, experience and to experiment with new ideas. That approach led to the diversity of games PlayStation is known for, a true hallmark for our brand across multiple generations of hardware platforms. Over the past 25 years, PlayStation has stood at the forefront of gaming, and I'm honored to have been a part of the team since the early days. As I was helping set up the business in Europe, I remember having to start from scratch with many things, from hiring employees to ordering furniture. Back then, we focused on catering to local markets to ensure that a gamer in Poland would feel a part of the broader PlayStation community just as, just as much as someone in the UK or Japan or the US. Supported by passionate fans all around the world, our business has grown significantly and our focus on community is more important than ever. It's truly humbling to see fans who grew up on PlayStation passing down their love of gaming to their children who are now playing on PS4. On behalf of all of us at PlayStation, thank you for taking this journey with us. We can't wait to celebrate what comes next with you. Awesome. It kind of came out of nowhere. You know, mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of my finals. I am not thinking about the original launch mm -hmm. of the PlayStation. And so for me, I was just like, oh, this is so nice. And, um, you know, my my the initial things that came afterwards were from Polygon. This awesome video of, like, several... Uh, directors during that age one of them uh in uh that did tekken one of the vice prince uh vice vice principals vice Jesus. uh one of the the vice heads uh vice presidents at at sony at the time and they're all just gathered around talking about the launch and how making games was back then and mm -hmm. i found it so a beautiful because you see the you see the love that these developers had, you understand a little bit of the culture of, of that era and what it was like, you know, they talk about, you know, PlayStation's deal with Nintendo, but not in like the romanticized way of like, and then PlayStation got together. They were like, no, like, yeah, after that deal, we, we started throwing around ideas of joining with Sega and then like, you know, mm -hmm. when we were making the box, we didn't know how much RAM was actually going to be inside the box, this and the other thing. And the struggles, the trials, the tribulations of making games on the console and how things have changed. And they, at the end, talk about streaming. Mm -hmm. And again, like, Japanese developers, you know, different mindset than maybe Western developers. But they're just like, who's going to do it? You know, because they talked about how Ken Kutaragi predicted that Microsoft would join the gaming race. Mm -hmm. Very, like, just off the cuff. Like, yeah, he predicted it. And now seeing Google and they talk about Amazon um, joining the fray, they're like, who's going to be the person that gets cloud gaming right? And that, and then that's where kind of the, the video ends, that branch. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that the original PlayStation which we look back at it now, we could run any of those games on a device that fits on the palm of our hand. Right? Yeah. Um, we're thinking about gaming without even hardware anymore. Mm -hmm. Kyle, I asked the community 
what some of their favorite memories were mm-hmm. of the PlayStation brand. Because, it, again, I grew up with PlayStation. I think I was like four when it came out. Yeah. Right? Three or four. I, I so, was, oh, God, 94. I was seven. Yeah, I was seven. like, yeah, I was like three. Yeah. I was a little baby. I'm old. <laughs> I'm a little baby. You can fit me in the palm of your hand. You, <laughs> you know are I mean? my baby Yoda. You <laughs> <laughs> turn that dial. <laughs> hey, Kyle, can I do the accent? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, but no, it's really, it's, it's. It's really amazing to see. So we asked the audience what some of their favorite memories were before mm-hmm. we divulge our favorite memories. Kyle, would you like to yeah. re- read them off? Uh, Blaze Knight writes, My favorite PlayStation memory is playing hundreds of hours of Final Fantasy XI on PS2 with several people that I introduced to the game, specifically playing in parties of six people to level up or killing the gods in Sky with alliances of 18 or more people. Also, my son says it was saving up money to buy his own PS4 with Arkham Knight, Fallout 4, and Call of Duty Ghosts. That is awesome. I, I, I think the first time you buy a console with your own money is, is a, a feeling of so much pride in yourself. Yeah. Kyle, what was the first system that you bought with your own money? The first one that I bought with my own money? Yeah. Um, oh, boy. I think Because I was thinking about this. Hmm. It wasn't. I specifically remember my parents buying me my PS3 right. for Christmas that year, just because I was a whiny high schooler, um, <laughs> and that's really the only thing I wanted was PlayStation Three. Uh, I I think it might have been. Now, are we counting handhelds? That's the first. Well, question. that's what I was thinking in my head. Like I know I for sure bought a PSP on my own, but I don't know if I count that. Yeah. Um, it might be the. I think I bought the Wii with my own money. My, as my How about this? Console. No allowance money, no milk money, because that's that's your parents giving you. Money. Oh, I didn't have allowance money. Yeah. I had I I worked for my money. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I started working as a 13 year old on my 13th birthday. Really? Yeah, man. Oh my it's goodness! Been, it's been a long time. So Jesus, well, look at me. I, I think it was soon. either the yeah, it was either the Wii or um, or PSP for mm. sure. Did I mention my dad's Tom Nook? <laughs> Did you mention that? Oh, man. Eat the rich. Um, for me, I, I was thinking back on it. Uh, we There were always Christmas gifts. So I remember the fight at Toys R Us for N64. I remember the birthday gift that was the PS2. Me being unappreciated of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I remember the Xbox. That was a weird one because my brother just came home with it. I didn't even know it existed. I remember the 360 because it's the most monumental one. My mom yeah. literally took me out of school for it. Dope. Which is awesome. Uh, I actually think, because like the PSP my mom got as well, it was an Easter gift. Mm. Uh, my mom said something racially insensitive, and that's why it's always going to be stuck <laughs> in my head. Remember how you say, uh, you know how I say, can I do the accent? Yes. Yeah, my mom did the accent. Oh, uh, no. So, yeah, I remember the PSP. Uh, 360 again, countless ones were just red rings and then, yeah, like birthday gift, even like, I think the Halo reach console was out of a warranty. So I wouldn't consider that. Mm -hmm. So like going back, it's, it's difficult. I actually think for me, the first console that I bought without walking around money Mm -hmm. with like my real, like I saved up for it was the PlayStation three. Yeah. Yeah, like I bought that 
at GameStop. You know, I say it all the time. Guy was mm-hmm. selling it for weed, didn't mm-hmm. have any wires f- with it, no controller, bought it anyway. Yeah. And so I think technically that's the first console, but the first new console I bought with my own money is the PS4. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like 18 with the PS3. So it makes sense. I yeah, I I remember buying my PS4 for sure. I remember trading in my PS3 mm-hmm. and a ton of PS3 games. I think I bought PS4, I think after all the trade-ins for like 60 bucks. Wow. Yeah, I had a lot of games I traded in. Dude, do you remember the Midnight too? Oh, I worked it. Ooh, that's I, I, I worked both the PS4 Midnight, the Call of Duty Midnight, oh. and the Xbox One Midnight. Because they're all within three weeks of each other. Okay. And that was in the height of, like, fuck Xbox, right? Mm. Yeah. That, those Midnights were so different. Oh. And it went to show... 100% they were. PS4s were packed. And I remember walking in because I wanted to make it a little extra money. So I bought an Xbox One at launch. Yeah. I ended up selling it for cost because <laughs> I couldn't make any. And it was like, it was sad. It was like, talk about the sad edition selling so well. The irony is like those launches were so different. I remember like the camaraderie that came with that midnight launch as well. Like yeah. everybody, it felt like something was happening. At, at, at my GameStop, it was actually flipped. We had more for Xbox Ones than oh. we did for the PS4 one. But, and this is not a knock against all Xbox gamers. Sure. This is just a knock for everyone in my town that came right. to that midnight. New Yorkers. Well, yeah, specifically Trash. snobby Long Island kids and their yeah. parents and the douchebags. Sure. Uh, the Xbox Midnight was filled with douchebags. It was awful. Yeah. A lot of cutting in line, yelling and screaming at really? me because I wouldn't let people in. Because I don't know if your GameStop did this, but we had a line order. Like, yep. you have to stay in line, you get a ticket, yep. and then you can go in and buy your your system. Guys just walking up like, oh, I can go in and get just pick it up. Like, no, you have to go wait. I hate all when these people, other people don't realize. Like, you're yeah. at a midnight, and one exactly. asshole comes in exactly. two minutes before. He's like, I don't have it signed. I didn't pay for it. Can I just buy it right now? Nope. And then um, they wait there, and they're yeah. like, they're confused why they didn't get the game. I'm like, because you're waiting in line like yeah. everybody else did. You, yeah. Oof, God. Oh, yeah. No, you that, know what? I, I specifically being remember being so pissed off at that one. Kyle, And the PlayStation memories. one, there was only a couple ones. Happy yeah. memories. Anniversary. Yeah. Hypecaster writes it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, favorite memory from Hypecaster. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Psycho Mantis, Mind Reading. And torture scene was Kojima at the top of his game. Yeah. I think it elevated what gaming could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that is a great one. I, I remember, I think it comes in later at somebody else's memory, but that yeah. whole Psycho Mantis memory card thing. Whoo! People's that's freaking minds. For, I remember watching my brother play that game. Yeah. Right? Because Metal Gear, even to me now, it's like over my head. Yeah. Uh, and just being amazed at the graphics. What I was yeah. seeing for the first time was blowing my mind. Yeah. I, I think it was when Psycho Mantis read, told, read a game of mine from my memory card. I was like, how do you know? What, <laughs> how how do you know, Psycho Mantis? Uh, you, you, pull, you pulled a Batman in BBS. <laughs> how do you know that name? <laughs> exactly. How do you know Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> uh, Boba Hotep writes, my favorite PlayStation memory was the Christmas I got my PS1 in 1998. During yeah. Christmas break that year, we got hit with a brutal snowstorm. It extended our Christmas break by two weeks. So I stayed in playing Parasite Eve, Mega Man Legends, and Final Fantasy Tactics. Good times. Are that you, is dope. Are you Adam Watson living in Alaska at this time, Bobo? 
Yeah, two Jeez. weeks extension of damn man. Whew. I wonder if you had to spend two weeks in the summer though to make up for it. Mm. That mm. must have sucked. I would hate um, that. Nathan writes in. I have two big memories. I was N sixty four kid, I assume, as I had a lineage of Nintendo consoles. Mm-hmm. However, RPGs never were really the N sixty four strong suit. I even fooled myself into thinking I could make do without a PS1 and bought Final Fantasy VII for PC. Still have my copy of it. I broke down and bought a PlayStation finally finally near the end of its life cycle and never looked back. I had a tremendous library of games to play and started with all of the fabled RPGs. First with my now favorite Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy IX. Hell yes, Nathan. That's the one with Scroll or whatever? With what? Scroll, the one that you Squall? like? Squall? That's eight. Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> and nine is with Zidane, uh, little monkey boy with a, with a tail and uh-huh. dagger. And Vivi. My boy Vivi. I love nine. Uh, second memory was when I moved out living with some friends. I had my PS2 in my room. One of my dumb roommates decided he wanted to play Final Fantasy X and accidentally saved over my 150-hour save file of it. How dare oh. that friend. Oh. How he, dare you? <laughs> he told me when I got home, and I flipped out. I never knew I could get that angry. Hell, yeah, I with you, Nathan. Uh, How many fights? I okay. Memory cards were never oh. a big issue at my house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I remember as a kid. We're gonna talk Nintendo for a second. I saved over my brother's uh, Pokemon Blue. Oh no! And that is the <laughs> argument that landed me a uh, a Game Boy Pocket with Pokemon Red. <laughs> Because oh, my man, mom was just like, my mom was just like, we can't have this every week. No, no. Yeah, no and she was bad. weak, so you know what? She really, if she was a good parent, if my mom knew it at any fucking sense, she uh-huh. would just take it away from both of us. So she rewarded bad behavior. With, it starts with, to make with, sense. With real quick, with like game saves and stuff, my sister yeah. is a heathen. She would go just go in as a kid and delete my saves from memory card just because she hates my guts. Also wow. in college, yeah, it was bad. In college, the the most famous one, I had mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 12. I had 40 plus hours into it or whatever on my PS3 and my friend bought a import game of some anime mm-hmm. um, and he put it in and it corrupted all of my save data and I lost that 40 hour save. And to this day, I have yet to go back to play Final Fantasy 12 because I'm, I'm still so pissed. It's on my shelf. I want it from yeah. somewhere, and I want to get back into it, but I, I get, like, PTSD whenever I see Oof. it. Like, oh, my God. Um, and then Nathan has uh, one more. Uh, yeah. Also, now that my kids are getting bigger, seeing them try PlayStation has been great. Walked up on my four-year-old this year with a red controller in hand, and he looked at me and said, I'm a big boy, and I play video games now. That's awesome. That's so that, adorable. Oh, uh, that is, that's the power of PlayStation right there. Absolutely. Dude, there's, yeah. I can't, I can't wait till I raise a little, a little Joey of my own, you know? And then he's just like, Papa, I'm playing the best PlayStation game ever, Masters of Terracossi. <laughs> I was waiting like, for the Bloodborne. I was waiting for it. And I'm like, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> also, I don't have a kid. What are you doing here? Um, but yeah, that, man, like when, when people talk about like online, like they talk about like, oh my, I'm watching Star Wars with my kid right now. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Or like, yeah, like my, I'm watching my, like seeing, seeing or, or hearing Sean talk about like, oh, my kid loves Mario. Mm. Mm-hmm. can't get enough of this dumb plumber i'm just like that's awesome you know you did yeah. parenting right you know so so my nieces now that playstation has like the holiday 
that console bundle commercial with yeah. Horizon and God of War and Last of Us. Uh, when Aloy pops up on the screen, uh, my nieces, my girls, they're like, oh, that's Aloy! Uncle Kai Kai, can we go play? I want to watch you play. Like, that makes me so happy because they watched me play that game. And they love Aloy. That's it, oh, but it's it. It's the, it's so cool. It's so yeah. cool. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Luke Lore writes, uh, Christmas break, when I was in eighth grade, we were snowed in for days. Were you and Bobo in the same area? <laughs> day, same day, and night, <laughs> day and night, I just played Metal Gear Solid, stunned by the Psycho Mantis sequence and story, storytelling. A few years later, the same happened with Metal Gear 2. Amazing system. Shout out to Colony Wars. Uh, Adrian Holmes uh, my favorite PlayStation memory is one of my very first run-ins with PlayStation. I was at an older cousin's house the first time I saw a PS1, and he had the demo disc with Parappa the Rapper. I was entranced. I must have played that demo dozens of times. Been a PlayStation fan ever since. Uh, and since it's on topic here, yeah. some of my favorite PlayStation memories are those demo discs. Yeah. When, when you did not have the money to go get a new game, just pop in those demo discs. I think I had... Uh, what PlayStation magazine I subscribed to, but it came every month with a demo. I just disc. took them when you're in oh, like yeah. when you're in like, like a, CVS a supermarket or, or whatever. I'm just like, Man. <laughs> I guess uh, that's stuff. But like as a kid, I was just like, yeah. The, now. the the demo discs are legit, and it's one thing that doesn't make much sense now. Yeah, but I miss demo discs. Yeah, I miss that so much. Just for the nostalgia factor, absolutely. And we'll talk about that when we talk about our favorite memories. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well. uh, and then famous Seamus writes in. Uh, <laughs> I have three favorite memories of PlayStation. One, watching my older brother beat Crash Two in a single day, buying my limited edition Days of Play 2018 PS4. That's a beautiful. beautiful That's the console. blue one, right? That's the blue one with the gold inlay on top. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna be real with you, Seamus. I thought that was ugly in promotions, and then I saw it in person. Like yeah. in person, and I was just like. I think I need to buy this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real pretty. It's really a beautiful console. Yeah. yeah. And his third one is playing Persona 5 and learning the importance of helping others, how anyone can change the world if they stand up for what they believe in, right. and that eating a huge burger can somehow make you better at stuff for some reason. All right. I'm going to let you know from experience. And trust me, look at me. I got a lot of it. That's <laughs> not true. Seamus. <laughs> Just going to let you in right now. Kyle. Yeah. Name me some memories. Like, just three, maybe. But, like, sure. we'll go back to back here. Um, yeah. I, I'll, I'll start with uh, yeah. everyone might remember this little shop uh, where you would rent things called Blockbuster, right? <sighs> uh, and like I mentioned when I was super that's, young. That's the thing in the Captain Marvel movie, right? Y- yes. Yeah, right. it is. It was actually a real-life thing, uh, huh. if you didn't know that. Uh, my family could not afford consoles until much later in my life. Mm-hmm. So Blockbuster would allow you to rent consoles. Yeah. So I remember renting a PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 1, and, with Brave Fencer Musashi, which is one of my favorite games of all time, mm-hmm. and Crash. Um, and I just I just remember playing Crash and, and Musashi to death. I think it was a four-day rental period for the right. console. Uh, did not come with a memory card. So I, re- I, had, I started from the beginning. I did not know. I was a dumb kid. Yeah. Um, and why buy a memory card if I'm just renting whatever? But yeah. like, I just remember constantly replaying those games over and over again, and I just, I couldn't get enough of it. So I remember Blockbuster. I, we had something called West Coast Video here mm. as well, and what always it's just slight detour. Remember like the the room that's for you know adults. Yep. With uh, I always curtains. wanted to go in there as a kid because I wasn't allowed to, and it was like <laughs> this curtain, this red light. 
I was just yeah. like, that's a cool red light. I wonder what they're hiding there. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I never went in. Luckily, I never went in. But uh, <laughs> I would be a totally different person today. Yeah, I'd this come would out, not be a PlayStation show at all. <laughs> I'd come out wide-eyed like I just saw It'd be called God. the Red Room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, for me, PlayStation 1, again, I never owned it. It was my... It was the grandparent system, like the thing that entices you to go over their house. I, I equate, I I know this is going to sound like a trope to this fucking show, but the PS1, my first memory is a salami sandwich. (laughs) By God, a salami sandwich on white bread with American cheese and mayo. That's it. That is when I was sick, a Joe thing. Because <laughs> when I was sick, when I was a kid, I, I I would I would say that I was sick all the time. Yeah. My mom had a job, you know, and what I didn't realize was I wasn't sick. I was having panic attacks, mm. and so I would say that I was sick because I was having a panic attack, and then per- be perfectly fine the rest of the day. So rewarding bad behavior, I'd go to my grandma's house because they had to watch me and stuff, yeah. and I remember playing Crash Bandicoot. All the time, the demo discs that would litter the floor, mm-hmm. eating salami sandwiches and just being totally happy, and like <laughs> this is my zen, this is my. Happy I can just place. imagine you sitting there like this, yeah, yeah, I would. yeah, yeah. Mountain Dew or or Coke <laughs> or something in the other hand. Yeah, no, no, no. It was Sunkiss. Sun. Oh, remember, kiss remember. I don't have a grandma. I have an abuela. So like, she's <laughs> getting shit from the bodega. <laughs> Yes. So that's my memory of, of the PlayStation One. What's another yeah. memory? Let's let's skip a generation. Let's go to the yeah, PS2. PS2. Um, next generation. I, I remember conning my parents into buying me GTA Three. I, I, I specifically <laughs> specifically remember that one. I I, I get in the magazines, reading all about yep. this cool game, open yep. worlds, whatever, and knowing full well the contents of this game, and just be like, oh, guys, I, I do my homework. I, I do my chores. Just I, I really I just really want this game. Um, and then when we go to check out, I bought that along with Final Fantasy X in the same day. And um, I remember going up to the counter, and the the guy who's checking this out looks at my parents and goes, uh, "You sure you want to buy this for him?" And then as and, a kid, you're like, "We want to be explained." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then my mom just gives me a side eye, and she's like, "He's a good boy. Well, 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 it's fine." And, and then she, I remember they walk, they walk in while I'm playing, and I think I picked up a prostitute in the game or something. <laughs> and I try to play it off like, oh, she just needed a ride, right? I'm, I'm running a taxi service. Mom, I was just trying so, to get my rocks off. <laughs> I remember, I remember as a kid. Same thing with Vice GTA. City too. Same oh, thing with Vice City too. Here's the thing: go into Blockbuster. Don't go into the Red Room. I pick up GTA and I fought the cashier going, no, 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 this is for Dan. This is for Dan. I'm picking it up for my brother. That that was the whole thing. And my mom believed it. And I would sneak play the game, but like the first 20 minutes because I didn't have a memory card. Mm-hmm. I don't think at least. Or maybe didn't get to a save point. So I, like, I would sneak it. It was huh hilarious yeah so yeah that's my memory with the ps2 oh man gta is fantastic let's skip to the ps3 oh ps3 uh i mean it there's a reason why i love resistance and uncharted so much those are my first two ps3 games um that's what i got for christmas that year was resistance and uncharted um 
ju the jump from PS2 to PS3, looking back, might not be as big of a jump, like the whole rose-colored glasses and stuff, but, yeah. like, blown away by by how much better it looked and these brand-new worlds where I can, like, walk around the whole level and everything is not just cell shady and, and yeah. not, not popping through. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it was... Seeing here's the moment that where it clicked, right? Resistance, I don't remember any of these moments specifically, the first one at least. But having Nathan Drake walk into water and then come out of the water and he's his clothes are wet, I'm like, holy crap, this mind. is game it's game changing. I didn't know yeah. games could do that. Yeah. Um I those games still hold a super mm. special part in my in my gaming history, why I love them so much. Specifically the end of Uncharted where I thought it was just like a treasure hunting game and then those freaking alien zombie things. four-legged things come out. It's yeah. like, whoa, this changed. I don't like scary <laughs> games. What is happening? Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, again, because I have such a short memory uh, with PS3 because I hopped on at the tail end. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to retell the same story over and over again, but it's definitely Uncharted 2. I remember having a blast playing Uncharted 2 while everybody was bitching about the blackout. <laughs> and the first the first opening scene blew my mind. I was like, video games can do this. Yeah. And then the train sequence where you go back to it today and you don't understand why it's so special. But like mm -hmm. that never happened. And then playing Last of Us for the first time. Oh man. Yeah. First twenty minutes. We talked about it last yeah. last week a little bit. Um some of the most impactful just in media for me, just in general, like you take absolutely books, yeah. TV movies, and it's up there for me. Like that, that changed yeah. me. And I was just like, this is what I want from video games. Mm -hmm. And it's what PlayStation has provided ever since of like these moments that are just, they change the way I think about video games. 100%. And it is, it is so unique to see a company grow with us. Mm -hmm. Like you see, it, yeah, they, they took, they took games just, you know, get the highest score you can yeah, or, or beat all these levels to let's tell a story that could be yeah. easily seen on the big screen. Like we started from a bandicoot yeah. and then we got here, right? Yeah. Like telling these stories about like a father and son, you know, telling this, this story about female empowerment of, of, of yeah. where you belong in society, self-validation, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? it's it's amazing and that's why i love playstation so much as i'm getting older i'm seeing this company grow with me and though like i see halo reach got a remaster and all that jazz and i love going going back i don't have that same connection that i once did with xboxes i feel like just like when i was a dumb kid that i kind of grew out of that experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so that's our experiences with PlayStation. That's why yeah. we love them so very much. We got Fun very fact, long of the tooth there, but that was amazing. Uh, no, I mean, 25 years, right? God. We, we got to talk about it all. Uh, real quick, fun fact yeah. about Uncharted 2, which I yeah. learned through the retro replay replay of Uncharted 2 with Nolan North and Troy mm -hmm. Baker. Uh, Nolan North worked with on a movie set on Star Trek with J.J. Abrams. And J.J. told him the opening to Uncharted 2. This is in, I think, the first episode of their Uncharted 2 playthrough. Yeah, yeah. Um, the opening of Uncharted 2 is the single best opening in any form of entertainment that J.J. Abrams has ever seen. Yeah. 
which is, I mean, it's an, it's insanely good. I remember playing that game at my aunt's house while I was house sitting. Yeah, holds it, up still. It cha- holds it, up still. It changes things. Absolutely. It's also it's, it's crazy to think like people like J.J. Abrams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Movie like directors like play video games. Always blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Um, sure. maybe that's where he got all that inspiration for all that lens flare. Who knows? You know. All right, let's get to some sad news. Okay. <sighs> Let's get to Kyle. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this and cradle it while I, I tell the story. Sure. Uh, Chris Priestman <laughs> at IGN writes, PlayStation is no longer ish- interested in making handheld consoles. I'm so sorry, Vita. Sony has confirmed that it doesn't consider itself to be in the business of making handheld gaming consoles anymore. That means we shouldn't expect a follow up to the PSP or PlayStation Vita anytime soon, if ever. President and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, recently spoke to Game Informer for a feature that looks back on the 25-year history of PlayStation consoles. As part of this, he remembered the PlayStation Vita and confirmed that there were no plans for any more PlayStation consoles like that in the future. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Vita was brilliant in many ways, and the actual gaming experience was great. But clearly, it's a business that we're no longer in now, Ryan said. I'm so sorry. I know. I know. Um, i put you down now, Vita. Yeah. I, I and I think like Garrett Bland uh, had a little bit of a rant on our post as well, but like rightfully so, it's like, you know, they should they should give it another go. Absolutely. I think the Vita's successor, this is Garrett, at least for what I gathered from it, mm-hmm. was just like it was Sony's fault. I mean, like you take a look at Absolutely what the Vita is, is like it is it is the stepping stone to what will then be the Nintendo Switch when you look Absolutely. at the experiences yeah. we were getting on the Vita was so ahead of its time. But, of course, we won't give them the pat on the back. Nintendo's yeah. the innovators. Um, but I like, would even go f- as far back as the Wii U. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, it's it's an amazing piece of tech. And mm-hmm. although, you know, PSP never eclipsed or, or did, did what the PS1 did to the to the uh to the n64 or 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 match game boy in in terms of handheld exactly um it's still it's still an impressive feat that they were able to cement themselves for as long as they did in a marketplace that was so heavily dominated by nintendo Mm -hmm. and so like for me walking out of this real quick story is that well i think the reason why they don't want to do another portable is because a, they've hit it out of the park with with home consoles. You're seeing things like Stadia. We're seeing things like XCloud. We can see that these experiences are can be or are starting to get brought to the mobile space. But also, when we talk about a dedicated piece of hardware and competing against Nintendo, where the Switch is selling like gangbusters, it had the best uh, Black Friday ever, right? Best mm-hmm. day of sales ever. Yeah. Give it up to Nintendo here. They're the kings of this domain. It's kind of like in the Matrix where, like, you know, Neo entered that basement and then all of a sudden that weird guy, it was, like, in control of everything. Like, that's what I kind of think of it as. It's like Nintendo is just so dominant in this space. Why not try to go out there into the cloud gaming space and really try to to make a mark in in an area that has yet to be, you know, kind of tamed? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not bummed by this. I think it's I'm just something either. that's had to happen. Yeah, and I think their focus right now is on PS5, is on the next version of PSVR. Um, I definitely, I truly believe, and this is not in the the Vita fanboy in me saying, I think it would be a no brainer for them to go back to it in the future. 
I, yeah. I just think it makes a lot of sense. Have think... PlayStation more on the go. Have it be like this, like this Vita, but like do PlayStation Now running through it. Have a dedicated like PlayStation Now device. What I think we will see is not a dedicated device. Yeah. But like what we're starting to see, I think like Razer and a few other people like Nyko uh, do this. But don't be surprised we see a DualShock mobile controller. Sure, yeah. You know, whether it's maybe just a clip on the end of a DualShock to attach to a phone, just like Stadia, or it's just mm-hmm. its own, you attach it to both ends of your phone, and bam, you have a DualShock on the go. You have that gaming experience. For me, that would be killer. Yeah. That would be super dope. If you had like a detachable controller, you just plug into your phone. What that looks like, who knows? Maybe it's like yeah. that extra large you know, joy cons that we see, or maybe it's just like a weird doohickey. I don't know, yeah. but that's what I think we're going to actually see more For than sure. a dedicated device. Yeah. Kyle, let's get on yeah. to some weirder news. Let's get weird. This is let's the last weird. bit of news as well. Uh, Alex Savard over at games radar writes horizon zero dawn PC release hinted at by an insider who predicted the same thing for death stranding. A new rumor suggests that Horizon Zero Dawn, the critically acclaimed action RPG from Guerrilla Games, could be coming to PC as early as February 2020. The report comes from Russian YouTuber Anton Olagvinov, who previously predicted Death Stranding's now-confirmed PC release earlier in 2019, claiming in a new video that Horizon Zero Dawn will be available on PC on February next year. (coughs) Jeez, I couldn't fight through it that time, sorry. And the announcement will be soon. However, while Death Stranding represented a partnership between developer Kojima Productions and PlayStation, Guerrilla Games is an acquired first-party studio that Sony has complete ownership of, making a potential PC port of Horizon far less plausible than that of Kojima's latest work, which hits PC early next year. That said, that latter game runs on Guerrilla's Decima engine, the same one that powers Horizon Zero Dawn, suggesting the title's back-end code is indeed already optimized for PC given Death Stranding's upcoming transition. And while Sony has never expressed any major interest in bringing PlayStation games to PC, Microsoft's continued push for platform accessibility could be encouraging the company to rethink its strategy as part of its next-generation plans. Okay, here's what I think about this. I've seen a lot of PlayStation gamers getting all up in a tizzy about this news. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. If this is true, right? Sure. I don't know Anton Lugnevov or whatever. I don't know him. Okay. It's weird. I could do that accent, Kyle. Uh, but (laughs) But for me... This is awesome news. More gamers get to play more games. Yeah. And I I was thinking about it in my car. If this is true, (laughs) right... This just allows, like, if this is true, let's take this a step back here for a second. Then, potentially what? PlayStation loses some sales from people that are also on on PC. But how many more people would you be getting if you allowed, you know, money-wise, if you allowed just all your IP on on PC? You know what I mean? Because when you take a look at the PC marketplace, it's just steadily growing. Yeah. There there isn't it's not like it's plateauing or it's shrinking. PC gamer base is a growing thing. It's I mean, I see a lot of people talking about building a rig that I would have never imagined in my life. So for me, I think exclusives, that idea, if this is true, but I, I do think in the in the more grander scheme of things, that 
exclusive word is going to look a lot different into the next generation. That's why I'm so excited about next gen. Because yeah. it's, you know, where this generation was more of the same, this next generation looks like it could go off in any direction it wanted to. And that's what really gets me excited. So, Kyle, what do you think about all this PC talk? I, I, I share your thoughts on this, and I wasn't always on this side. Yeah. Um, I was very much, when I was a few years younger, being like, no, PlayStation games on PlayStation, that's the only yeah. way it could be. Yeah. I'll, I'll be upset if I see it anywhere else type thing. But then that was real stupid of Pascal, right? That's right. stupid. That's annoying. Like, I hate Pascal for that one. Just like like you said, more people play the game. That's what we want. We want people yeah. to experience these worlds, these stories. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this says, to me, specifically a PC release. Mm-hmm. I just think it might be on PS Now. Okay. So people can play it on PC type of for, <laughs> on that service. I mean, to me, like, a lot of this article, I will correct on some things. Because... Kojima, though, is a second-party studio. PlayStation owns the IP. So if they want to make a sequel without Kojima, they can do it if they Mm -hmm. wanted to. Mm -hmm. If Kojima wanted to make a sequel, he would have to ask Sony. Um, But other games like Journey, uh, all the, the, uh, uh, like, Detroit Becoming Human, Heavy Rain. Quantic Dream. uh, Quantic Dream, there you go. Uh, Those games, if I'm not mistaken, are owned by... Sony, it's a those games were were worked under partnership, mm-hmm. so they needed permission to have those games on PC, and I think Sony allowed it to kind of see how those games would do. We also see games like Ready Set Heroes, um, also on PC as well. I think it's the mm-hmm. Epic Game Store, so I think you're seeing Sony test the waters about how these games are going to perform before they j- jump the gun and they go all in on it but absolutely I, yeah. to me i would like this to be true so that people that never wanted to, to buy a playstation but wanted to play horizon has the chance and and again it changes the way we think about what exclusives are and what they do and what purpose they serve that that intrigues me more than anything yeah for yeah. sure yeah so kyle yeah. uh listen I can't do any voices today. I'm sorry. The one guy that wrote that mean review. <laughs> very excited. Very excited. I love you. Don't worry about it. Uh, so each and every week. I'm oh, sorry. I usually ask, Kyle, are you holding on to something? Of course. I'm assuming you are. The Vita? Holding you're holding on to the Vita. It I'm might not save life your life. <laughs> it is not going to work. <laughs> I would not recommend that even as a toaster, let alone <laughs> something to save your life. Anyway. Prepare the drop. Each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest, the greatest in all things uh, PlayStation onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are way too many games to name. So, Kyle and I each choose a game of our choosing to give a little shout out towards. Now, because my eyesight is very poor, Mm -hmm. and I did a very lazy job of just copy and pasting uh, Rise's simple story, and because... You and I are coughing up lungs here and here and there. Um, mine is Arise, a simple story. Mm-hmm. We saw this at the uh, Last of Us uh, State of Play. State of Play, yeah. This was a, a game that I've always wanted. We talked about like the game I would make is, this is, you're a Viking, you have passed on, and it is your journey through the afterlife, and you're reliving important moments of your life. 
It's really freaking beautiful. And um, I need this game, like, immediately. Yeah. So, it looks gorgeous. Uh, we both said that at the State of Play. Like, that was yeah. one of the standouts for sure. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Beautiful. Uh, my game this week is none other. And this is a long time coming since it was announced earlier this year. Star Ocean First Departure R. R. <laughs> I don't know why I went pirate on that one. <laughs> I also don't know why I'm coughing so much. This sucks. No, um, listen, you're doing all the heavy lifting. But but he, here's I the thing. I feel like I should read every once in a while. At the yeah. beginning of the show, you're like, hey, guys, I'm feeling sick. I, I, I'm going to cough. And who's coughing more? It's me. Who should be over this by now? Um, but Star Ocean First Departure R, uh, the plot on PlayStation blog writes, Space State 346. Our tale begins on the primitive planet of Roak, where Roddick lives in the peaceful and uneventful town of Kratos. A member of the village's local defense force learns of a mysterious disease in the neighboring town. Those inf- infected turn to stone and continue to live on in a petrified state. Thus, the story of Star Ocean begins. Star Ocean is a very uh, long-running RPG franchise. Uh, uh, the reason why I'm telling you, if you're yes. an RPG fan, you need to buy this game for the sole reason that I get the second story available so I can play it. The second story, the second game in the franchise, is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Ooh. And it, there was a remaster on the PSP. Um, this remaster is actually available in Japan on PS4, uh, but not available here in the States. And so I we need, need to it. change that. You need to go buy this game. Okay. The Star Ocean RPGs from back then are super, super fun. I've actually never... I've never played the first one. I've all, yeah. I started at two and went from there. Um, so I'm super excited to get more Star Ocean, yeah. more old school Star Ocean in my life. I'm super pumped. It is preloading right now. Ooh. I will be able to play it in a couple hours. Uh, big I'm shout so outs to other games on the list. Like yeah. Big Pharma, <clears throat> if you wanted yep. to ever live your life of what it would be without a soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair Witch, which came out on Game Pass a few months yeah. ago, but now it's on a place... Uh, platform people care about uh and what else there was another one another uh, shout one. out to earth Knight. i played earth a psx Knight. long a long time okay. ago um this game confused me joe mm-hmm. i don't know about you this game is called cuisine royale cuisine royale i thought it was like a food battle take royale on battle royale no it's just <laughs> it's another like you know you have weapons and, and shoot people and stuff but uh, like shout out to Hasu Amiku VR. Because oh, no if you're the one person buying it, you know what you're doing. <laughs> you know what you're doing in that game. You sick, <laughs> you sick, beautiful soul. You also uh, the the game yeah. Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey from the creator of Assassin's Creed. That game's finally out. So. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, also, listen, if you're a Hasu Miku fan, oh no, I'm just trolling you. I don't know uh, what it is, but right into Joe and tell him where he should start because he's getting some itching. He, he's getting some itching <laughs> to jump in. So, so tell him where to go. Listen, I feel bad that you're reading so much, so I've brought my MacBook into play here. And, uh, you know, each and every week, you could write in your questions at the Trophy Room, at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Or you could join our beautiful Discord, the Casa de Badbit Discord. We ask, hey guys, we need your questions. And then you, you, you beautiful souls, send us all your questions. Or, you know, do it the old-fashioned way. You can send your mail to Andrew House, P.O. Box in the description. I go over to his house each and every week, and that dumb idiot buys it every single time. I take that mail. I steal it. And then I read it here on the show. Simple as such. 
And this week, oh we got God. one Joe, piece of Real mail. quick. Yeah. My goal in our time doing this show, uh-huh. I want to run into Andrew House. Yeah. And I want to record a clip of him saying, Joe, stop it. And then come in, <laughs> and then put it into whatever episode we record next. Oh, like, yeah. Joe, I've caught you. Stop making holes in my kitchen floor. <laughs> stop telling my kids that they're dumb. Leave me alone. My my dream for a PlayStation show is to have Andrew House, uh, not Andrew House, sorry, uh, Phil Spencer on the show. <laughs> and, like, just to, like, interview him. Like, like maybe we're passing by. And what, right as I'm about to pass the mic to him to, like, introduce him, I'm going to introduce him as, hi, this is Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox and our favorite intern at the trophy room. Phil Spencer. <laughs> oh, that'd be to... fantastic. <laughs> Isn't that right, Phil? Oh, he's <clears throat> there today? Yeah, sometimes. Uh-huh. I don't know. Sometimes I want to just yell out into that hallway. Uh, Nathan writes in, ask a question. <laughs> ask for a question. Andrew House is holding a gun. <gasps> Holy shit. Things just got real. To your head, as a repayment for robbing a uh, male from his house over the years. He's making you pick the best game in the entire history of PlayStation or he will murder you. Holy shit. Your family. Oh, crap. And friends. He's real angry. What did how you do, do you Joe? pick? Yeah. How how do you pick the game, and why is it everyone's golf? <laughs> oh, man. Kyle, what's a game you really love? Uh, Last of Us. Yeah, we're killing Last of Us. What? Listen, this guy, listen, I don't care about my family, but family also means my dog. I like my dog. Marty's dope. So... Sorry, no, I, I don't. I think you're misinterpreting his question. I think he. I think he's just asking. Pick the best game in PlayStation history, or he'll oh. kill the family. Not one or the other, Joe. <laughs> well, then we have to kill the last of us because it is the best game. Like, just... no, I, I don't think you're killing anything. I think he just. You need to say a game, of the the best of best in in PlayStation history. Or if you don't say that. Your oh, okay. yeah. It's it's so not it's, not, uh, like, it's not a Sophie's choice. It's right, right, right. It's not. Yeah, it's not like like when I do to you every every no. other show. We're like, hey, it's Kyle. What are two things you love? I'm gonna kill one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Um, best game in the history of PlayStation. That is a loaded question. All right, everybody's gonna have something different. So, do you think it's the Last of Us? Best, best. I, I do. I really, I really think Last of Us. It changed the game. Going to PS4. And you can tell all the PS4 franchises were trying to get on that level as far as narrative. Yeah. I think even David Jaffe was talking to um, Corey Barlock. Because David Jaffe has a YouTube channel. He streams yeah, every does. occasion. And Corey Barlock uh, called in and they were just having a conversation. He was just like, how, uh, paraphrasing, how does it feel to, to finally hit back at Naughty Dog? You know, finally have a game that's on their level. Mm-hmm. You know, like, does it feel good? Does it feel rewarding? You could, see, he, like, hear the sense of, like, they know that, like, Naughty Dog is, like, it is it is Sony's favorite it, child. It is, it is the S-Class yeah. um, of gaming developers. Yeah, sure. I mean, just in general. So, for me, I would have to say it is The Last of Us. It is a game that really started this ball that was rolling that is listen some playstation games are are duds but it was just like you know you have a game like last of us and it defined what the mainline sony games are going to be like Mm -hmm. you know these heavily narrative driven games and so for me 
I think it's The Last of Us. Even just sales-wise, the thing was a juggernaut. Yeah, for so, sure. So, yeah. I definitely think The Last of Us is the greatest, taking my feelings out of it. But mm-hmm. if bringing my feelings in, and it's still a fresh experience, um, it's definitely God of War. Mm. Game made me cry so many times. And I'm not even talking about, like, like, I, like honestly, God, not even talking about oh, a little tear. Like, I was legit bawling at scenes. Oh, yeah. And just, like, the ending alone was just, like, Absolutely. something you, I never saw coming. Um, and I was driving today, and I was thinking about a scene of God of War, and I was just like, man, I could have been better than my dad when I was younger. Man, he mm-hmm. does so much for me. And then, like, <laughs> I felt the tear, and I was like, oh, man, uh, God, got to think about school, you know? So... Yeah, for sure. That's it. Kyle? Joe? It's been the trophy room this week, man. Before we yeah. go, is there anything you'd like to pimp out for us? As always, I'd like to plug myself, Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Um, I decided to do this really cool thing for the last month of the decade in December Ooh. on my Twitter. Every day I'm going to tweet out uh, one of my favorite games of the last decade. So every day, so I'll have 31 games. That's awesome. Uh, uh, of what I'm, uh, the games that I love from yeah. the past decade. Yeah. So go check it out there. Um, my show all about the kind of funny community is best friends talk funny at BFS talk funny on Twitter. Um, if you've seen me tweet recently, you know, my last episode, uh, I'm having issues with it and I'm going to fix it. It's taking me way too long. It's super <laughs> frustrating. So I apologize to you, Joe Wilson, Mr. Afro cyborg. He is my guest. You will, will hear it for sure on monday i'm gonna make it a point to fix it and get it out and yeah we are i'm super excited for next week for the game awards i'm so my goodness right yeah again i don't know if the plans are set in stone but you could catch us at the at twitch.tv slash sean capri where it'll be me kyle sean capri ryan turford Maybe Bobby Pauls if he wants to stay up and grace us with his goddamn presence. He's not oh, fucking the, diva, this guy. The, the video game families are coming together? Is yeah. that what we're talking about? Yeah, it's all the dons. It's all the it, dons. It, it's like the, oh, why am I blanking on the office? Uh, the, the four families. We're getting yeah. the families together? Well, no. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don Vance is coming. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking, I was just like, who's going to get, like, Antonio's going to come in on a helicopter and try to mow us all down. <laughs> I was I was godfathering threeing it, but um, <laughs> yeah, you can check us there. Uh, whatever the 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 awards show starts, you can vote for the Trophy Room Awards. Uh, we have a load, 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 loads of categories for you to vote on. So please go there. Link in the description. Our show. <coughs> oh, I coughed. No, you're allowed uh, to. You know what? Everybody gets one, right? Everybody gets one. Oh man! Uh, the Trophy Room times. Awards will premiere on. December 16th, I have a whole uh, slew in mind of how that show's going to work. I'm really excited for it. And yeah, you can check the show out on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, wherever there's an RSS feed service, you can find the show there. And even on YouTube.com slash games. Just look up games. We'll be there each and every Thursday for reviewing pleasure. I want to thank all of our patrons. Again, Dan Welsh. The Winter Gamer, thank you to so much for supporting us at the highest level and um, our highest current levels. And seriously, when it comes to Patreon, um, thank you guys for supporting us the way you do. This month, man, 
did not expect the PC to break down on me like that. I did not expect to get so sick. And you guys are still there, understanding as always. Can't wait to get you that content out again starting this Friday. Check it out. And so with all that said, with all that out of the way, check the show out. P.S. Trophy Room Twitter, Mr. Bad Bit Twitter. Everybody, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.